Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! So welcome to episode 37 of the Average Cheese Podcast, where I join Eric and Eric of the Acme Army. Thanks to Dwight at ddgcustoms.com and Rhonda at RM Property Management. And enjoy the show. Go pack go. So much has happened in the Packers sphere so far. It has been bonkers today all over the place. I can't even stay on top of it, man. It's just fire. Right. But Crazy. We have, uh, we have lots to talk about today, though. Let's get into uh, a couple of things we should go over quick. We got to go over Aaron Jones. We'll go over Lindsley, you know, some restructures. And uh, <clears throat> kind of a lot of our hopefuls that we had. Patrick Peterson just being signed by the Minnesota Vikings is a kick in the nuts, you know. Yeah, like ten minutes ago, that just yeah. happened. You know, Dale, I don't yeah. know what what your thoughts are, but I'll tell you what: I thought we had a decent shot at repeating as division champs, but with Dalton in Chicago, I'm not sure we have a chance. <laughs> oh, I mean, we 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 got to talk about. Yeah, I mean, our you gotta whole... be kidding me. <laughs> I, how you does just he have to be kidding me? Oh, yeah. Russell yeah. Wilson. It's... All right, well, let's get into it right now. Uh, yeah, buddy, we are back for another episode. We have a special guest of the podcast, one of the best podcasts out there in Packer Nation, Average Cheese Podcast. We got Dale LaBelle with us. Dale, how we doing? I am great. Thanks for letting me come on with you guys again. It's going to be oh, great. Shit, man. Thanks for coming. Uh, we got a action-packed show here today. Let's talk about in Packer Nation. Let's talk about all around the NFL. All kinds of free agents that have come off the board. We are going to be up to the minute right now. We're recording late on a Wednesday evening, so when this comes out, everybody will be fresh on the news. But Eric, first things first, up there on the shores of Lake Superior, how we doing? We're just having a fantastic little spring break. Um Sent a picture out to the to the friends and family yesterday of us uh, having a little party on an iceberg floating in Lake Superior, <laughs> and today we just about got stuck jumping from iceberg to iceberg and not being able to get back to shore. Mm-hmm. A little bit nerve wracking, but uh, all kinds of fun. Having yeah. an exciting little vacation. Well, it's nice to act like a polar bear every once in a while. You know, you watch them on nature shows sometimes. You just got to get on the iceberg as well and see what happens. See if there's a seal out there. You can, you know. Club and munch on whatever. I'll have to edit that. <laughs> say, the, the clubbing is more of a white man. <laughs> Sorry he about that. Loves you, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But hey, um, listen, guys, we have big news here that we got to get to, and just the ups and downs of Packer Nation have been crazy. Let's get to it. The sombrero is back. Yeehaw. Aaron Jones, baby, he's back for four years. A huge contract that I don't think will ever get. Uh, reached without some kind of negotiation but essentially it's a two-year deal guys for 20 million dollars and right now in this cap strapped year it's a 4.5 million dollar hit goody and rust ball at their finest what are your feelings hit me dale you know the first reaction i had was he is absolutely underpaid he took a very packer friendly deal yeah he did and he didn't need to put it out on twitter Janu Smith got more money than Aaron Jones, and those aren't the same player. Yeah. Not even the same position, clearly, but not the same yeah. player. Mm-hmm. So when Packer fans or any fan talks about you need to take the hometown discount, <laughs> you need a yes. big round of applause for Aaron Jones every time he sets foot on Lambeau Field or wherever it is because that man left money on the table yep. to stay in Green Bay. Yeah. Eric, what was your feelings when you heard the news? Well, you know, we talked about how much we'd love to have him back, but that probably financially didn't make sense. I just uh, tickled pink the 
He is a threat. Every time he touches the ball, he's a threat when he doesn't touch the ball. Perfect guy for this offense. We're lucky. Things are things are pointing up. Feeling pretty good about just about everything. I, I, I can't believe that number one, he signed for what he did. You know, it was much less than market value. His average that we were talking about, Eric, was, you know, in the fourteen million, thirteen five to fourteen five. It was crazy. The number jumps in uh in twenty twenty three to 19 million on on his for his cap hit. Base salary is essentially 9 million dollars. So, there'll be some kind of renegotiation, but you want to talk about a guy, we always talk about this Eric. It never happens. When is somebody going to take a hometown discount? It's an inflated contract. You have to hit some incentives. It makes uh, you know, the agent look good. You know, Drew's happy with that number, but we got to be excited as hell right now. That the weapon that we talked about, the one that can break away from any position, whether it's receiving on the sidelines, over everywhere he is able to get the ball and make the – he's a weapon. He, we talk about not drafting weapons. Dude's a weapon. He's elite. He's a top five for sure, and it makes our offense a lot better. I was going to say that you don't pay running backs big money, but when you have a guy like Aaron Jones who catches the ball out of the backfield – can split out wide in the slot at times. When you have a guy like that, you pay that guy the money. Mm -hmm. The play that I think about when I am happy, well, I'm always happy that he signed, but the one that I keep thinking about is the play, uh, I think it was against Detroit, where he goes down the sideline and catches a ball that running backs don't catch. Yeah. Has to go up, catch it at the top of its flight. Mm -hmm. That's a receiver play. Aaron Jones makes that play. You can't name maybe two running backs in the entire league that can make that play. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that when we talk about a weapon, we're not looking at Aaron Jones as the bell cow running back. You know, we have, it just goes back. I mean, the, the whirlwind of just, we drafted AJ Dillon with a plan and the, in, in the shit that he took for making that selection of a monster of a running back, knowing that you have this conundrum hitting you at at some point whether it's going to be jamal williams or aaron jones and man aaron jones is two fumbles in, in the last game or horrible what a way to end your career of uh, in green bay well i don't know everything seems to point to this guy his family is about hard work and ethic and to chase the money in a state that ha might have a different income tax bracket that might not give you the opportunity to fulfill that contract regardless because you're going to be run up 350 times a year where you come into green bay and you're really going to be that weapon man everybody's talking you get him 15 20 touches those are always impactful touches just look at the last two years you know when when, when he became who he is now in those two years both unfortunately ended but ended in the NFC Championship game. Why on earth would you want to leave mm -hmm. for a couple shekels when you got a chance to really bring it, you know, finish the job, not have to move, stay with the with the franchise that drafted you. We we're we're so lucky to have him and he could have left, you know, there's and he could have he could have priced us right out. So Dale's absolutely right. You got to tip your cap to uh, uh him making it fair. It's a fair deal. And uh even if it shades towards us. It's just our front office is what they've done today, especially not making any drastic signings. They're kind of laying back in the weeds, which I think is just an effective way because we've had to push money out that's going to affect the cap. And everybody, man, there's a lot of the cap nerds out there. Eric and I, I don't know where you stand on it, Dale, but Eric and I have officially tapped out. We're still trying to figure out what DVOA means, so we uh, we need to do a deep dive into that. The way that the contracts are structured and everything else, like it's such a headache to even try and follow what people are ranting about on Twitter, really. I just right. know that they've done a great job doing the restructures with key people, Zadarius, Amos, you know, I mean, right. they, they, they've Turner. Been, Billy Turner, they've done a great job extending key people that we're not digging ourselves in a hole. I don't I don't know if that can be said for some of the other teams out there this year. I mean, there's some some big holes. We'll get into the Bears soon, but right. Well, you look at all these voidable years, all they're doing is pushing that money down the road, which I get for this year with the cap dropping as far as they did. 
And you think, well, if it goes back up to 220, 230 million, then that cap hit isn't so bad, mm-hmm. but it's going to be dead cap for a lot of these teams on players they don't have on the roster. Yeah. So they're sacrificing the, the future for now, which mm-hmm. again, I get that if that's you. And I love that the Packers have done what they've done, but not completely sacrificed the future mm-hmm. For the present, mm-hmm. we still have a decent present and a very good one with Aaron Jones in the roster that we have. Mm-hmm. But you didn't sign guys to contracts that they're not worth just to say you're signing guys. Yeah, so it sounds like you got to get to 23. There's going to be a significant uptick in the in the uh, in the cap next year, but all of the deals come online in 23 and 23 and 24 are projected to have pretty significant jumps, which may make a lot of these moves make a heck of a lot more sense. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Right. The way that Aaron Jones is structured, when people say essentially the deal is a two-year, $20 million deal, the other side of my brain is going, why the hell would you take a deal when you're in your prime to make the money? Why would you only take $10 million a year? Again, is that rolling back to the hometown discount? Or is that... Again, is that uh, our front office understanding a lot more stuff that we don't understand, that the speculation in Packer Nation just doesn't understand? I can 100% say that they understand way more than I do, (laughs) but it's the Aaron Jones side that I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Two years from now, he's, what, a 28-year-old running back? Yeah. Does a 28-year-old running back get paid like he should? Mm -hmm. I don't think he does. No. And I think... I think Drew Rosenhaus kind of walked back on that deal and put it on Aaron Jones. Like Aaron Jones wanted this deal. I didn't. I mean, that's not what he said, but that's how I read between the lines that Drew Rosenhaus is like, (laughs) you screwed yourself on this one, buddy. (laughs) You're right. But listen, this is what Aaron Jones has done with this contract. He is ensured that every time him him and his family enter the state of Wisconsin – that uh, they're going to be honored in the correct way. And I don't know if he's going to have to pick up a dinner tab for the rest of his life. And that's the kind of fortunate luck some sometimes we get as Packer fans. As football fans in general, sometimes, you know, squirrel get his nut. But we have really been blessed with this one. So well, it's not a two-year deal either. I mean, you can look at it from a strictly a business point of view, and, and that's that's true. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's he's a career packer. He's not. Yeah. This this is this is a. Uh, it has to be some sort of an arrangement among gentlemen, mm-hmm. um, because otherwise it's just it's just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, and did he even sign that deal yet? I think that Peter is right. Peter said I don't think that there's an actual contract signed, so they can stay under the cap until they need to. I think it's an agreement yeah, in this, principle. I think mm-hmm. the Zadarius Smith deal gets us absorbs um absorbs uh jones's deal i think okay yeah yeah it was close to that and i know that that was that was coming through well hey guys on the flip side of our love and affection for aaron jones our love and affection for jamal williams is nonetheless and here is the other side of free agency the running back that never fumbled was consistent as you can be, brought energy and chemistry to a locker room that few other players will do, right? He goes to Detroit for two years, $7.5 million. I saw that and I said, Dale, why didn't we have enough? I mean, that's that's one of those things he could have come back for for that kind of price. Why, why couldn't we have, you know, ah. Why isn't Devontae extended so we know what kind of money? Because that's the kind of thing where you want to run it back. Let's run it back. It's so cheap, it blows me away. Yeah, I said the same thing. I know you have A.J. Dillon, and A.J. Dillon needs to have that opportunity to prove that he was worth that second-round pick, 100%. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, less than $4 million a year? That's that's ch- I, In the NFL, that's chump change. Yeah, like, it is. For a guy that can play the game. Mm-hmm. That's chump change. That's yes. I thought the same thing. Maybe you should bring them back at that number, but maybe they never even offered. Yeah. I don't think they did. I don't think that they're, I think they're looking at uh, what we have already 
and Dylan and, and, and the draft. And, and there's a couple other dudes. The kid from uh, Memphis is going to be an yeah. interesting player. Patrick Taylor. I said the same yep. thing. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> See what he can do. But it, that's, that's too much money in, in running back. We knew we were going to lose one of them. Yeah, kind of. You kind of hate, hate to say it because you love Jamal, but you, you almost wished it. Uh, you know, you wished that it was going to be him because it gives you Aaron Jones, and he's the guy that can win you a Super Bowl. Um, and plus, he'll, he'll at least get to dance at Lambeau Field once a year. Mm. Right. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, he will get a standing ovation from every Packer oh, fan in sure that stadium. One hundred percent. He sure will, and he deserves it, man. He represented yep. and carried that G, man. Yeah, as good as anybody ever has. I am, you think uh, Packer fans will show up early for that game against Detroit to watch him dance? <laughs> oh boy, there, yeah. there will be an element for sure. Well, yeah, for yeah. sure. I might. You know, just we, we, we thought, Eric, we talked about it, man. Is it going to be A.J. Dillon and Jamal? Man, that seems like an affordable, dangerous backfield, man. I think we can really win with that backfield. You know, because when we looked at the four, the $14 million blew me away. And I know you could get that down to whatever, $6 million, $7 million on your first year with the signing bonus. It just seemed like preposterous amount of money. And to have Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones coming back just it, – it, changes everything we are legit dangerous right now we're not uh rebuilding what's that well just truth be told i i I thought for sure covid killed the the aaron jones future with green bay i I didn't think that there was a chance we were going to be able to afford him with the uh with the other holes that need to be plugged and with what we've already done but Mm -hmm. couldn't be more delighted um and and i don't think we're done Uh, i'm not going to be surprised if there isn't a significant weapon i.e. offensive player added who do you um, think it is i'm sorry i just ran that over but no <laughs> just, yeah no 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 that's fair you know the, two names popped to mind because there was so much talk earlier one's will fuller and another guy uh, dale eric and i were talking about earlier but you know how our offense we have big wide receivers who can block who's more vicious than than uh, smith schuster from uh, from pittsburgh yeah, that is a vicious dude. I just um, want to say, uh, damn Peter Bukowski, because I don't listen to Lockdown Packers anymore since we started the podcast, and uh, I just don't want to have any kind of cross-stream uh, consciousness with that guy. But I listened to him because I was out of podcast to listen to him. I listened to him this morning, and Peter Bukowski, I mean, I hey, shout out, he's great. He planted that damn seed in my head about, Robert Tanyan, hey, maybe he goes. Maybe we get, you know, um, who am I thinking of from uh, from the Eagles? I just blanked on his name because I just Zach got, Ertz. Yeah, Zach Ertz. And I went, that's just preposterous. And then he's talking about Juju Smith-Schuster on there. And I'm just thinking, how freaking dare you, Peter? I thought hours on what Juju Schuster looked like on the Packers. And it just seems like much like all the other contracts that are coming out right now for – these receive. I mean, Samuel just signed for thirty-seven million dollars. You know, on a three-year. So, it's um. These guys are getting a lot of money, more money than I thought they were going to be getting. And you know, AJ Green gets. You got $10 my million. curiosity. What's that? You got my curiosity peaked. Well, I like Peter too. I also have stopped listening to most most everybody else except for Dale and Peter. But anyways, what did he have to say? That Juju Smith-Schuster on a one-year deal, where else would you want to go? And that goes for all the wide receivers, right? Where else would you want to go? If you're on a one-year prove-it, if you were A.J. Green, you wanted to prove something, I don't know. He went to Arizona on a $10 million one-year. We're not going to pay that for A.J. Green on a one-year. And no one should. Exactly. Well, how do you how, how do you make, I guess what I'm what I'm getting at is I don't get how given the cap situation that you can make a one year deal work with any of those that caliber of a player. Yeah. It's got to be it's got to be a 2 3 yep. year deal minimum so mm. that you can backload and get into that, you know, 23 20 Well, these these guys are talking about having the prove it deals though. I mean, that was kind of what kind echoed. of money. Well, that's the question. Juju Smith-Schuster, that's why I'm cursing Peter Bukowski's name right now. Peter, because, um, damn it, he, he you, you get a guy like that and you get these other guys for $10 million, what's Juju on a one you're going to cost? He's still going to cost $10, $12 million. But, boy, would he look unbelievable in the slot of Green Bay as that big guy with the other towering receivers we got. I mean, it would be, 
I, I was in, I almost took a bubble bath. I was so happy with that. I mean, it was like, <laughs> Jesus. But the thought of Robert Tanyan as well going uh, is a tough one to digest. And, and, and who do we backfill if that happens, guys? I mean, you sure you get a second round pick, but. Well, you got, he's not going anywhere. You got a second round pick. It's, because- it, it's still money that we got to come up with. And where are we coming up with it? Also, if we're talking about other free agents, where's all this? Who who left to restructure? Devontae, Aaron. Right. That's really it. And I think Mason Crosby has a, a roster bonus that they could mess with too, no? He's $4.5 million this year. Yeah. He's the same as Aaron they could, Jones. They could change his roster bonus to a signing bonus, and then it's a little bit of money. Yeah. It's not significant. Mm-hmm. If Tanyan goes, if someone decides to offer him more than the Packers are willing and they, you know, I don't think they will. I think another team should because is he worth more than the three point four million? Oh yeah, yeah. If you knew- all day long, if AJ Green is signing for ten million dollars, then Robert Tanyan is worth seven or eight easily. Mm-hmm. I know he hasn't proved it over a long period of time, but you see the trajectory there, and that's some that there's talent there. So if he goes, if someone decides to offer him more money than the Packers are willing to you know, match, you got to draft one then. I, I don't think you can sign a Zach Ertz for the money yeah. you need to to still keep the pieces in place. Yeah. I don't think there's a chance he's leaving. I think he's going to probably sign a three-year deal. Something, <laughs> something along those lines. I, I just don't think he's not – Green Bay is not going to let him out of town. And with the second-round tender, there's no way that – you can't put as much of a poison pill on that second round tender that you can on the other ones. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't, he's, he's a Packer and he wants, he's like, you know, he's part of the Aaron Jones type situation. He wants to win in green Bay. Those guys grew up together. They want to finish the job they started and the Packers will make him a, a respectably paid tight end. I don't think it's going to be just a, just assigning the tender. I think he's gonna. They're gonna push that out a little bit because that can that can help this year as well. Right. He's earned it. Yeah, absolutely has he, earned it. How many balls did he drop last? None. Year? How about zero? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I don't want him to be gone. I'm just saying, like it. It, it seems to behoove other teams to at least give him a shot, you know, and and try absolutely. to run after him to see what they can get. Because again, if Zach Ertz is in the eight million range, isn't Tanyan in the eight million range? I would say he is all day long. Well, who well, yeah. choosing between the two? I'll take a Tanyan all day. Tanyan, absolutely. Yeah, because he's young. He's right. He's an ascending player. Ertz yeah. is thirty. Yeah, and Tanya's twenty-seven. Right. If that if it happened to be where he left, I don't even want to talk about that scenario right now. No. <laughs> It's no, no. too much. It's too much to process. Did we fill any holes on our defense? No, the answer is. But what we do have to do is talk about some of these free agents that are off the board because they are significant. And um, really, the Minnesota Vikings have done themselves pretty well. I think this this off season they've restructured some contracts. They've created some space. That defense is going to, whole lot, going to look a whole lot different than what we've gone against the last year. Uh, what are your thoughts on Dale, the Delvin Tomlinson and Patrick Peterson additions? I think they're both really big <clears throat> signings for the Vikings. If there was a guy in free agency that I would have liked to see in a Packer uniform, it's Delvin Tomlinson. Yeah, yeah. That guy fits the holes that we have. Mm-hmm. And 100%. the deal he signed is... Again, not stupid money. It's for, twenty-two million dollars guaranteed, right? Or, or, or was sixteen it, million guaranteed, but okay. twenty-two two, over two years. Yeah. But it's a short deal, mm-hmm. and I think he's a great player. Yeah. Not a good player. I think he's a great player. And the Patrick Peterson thing, I was just looking on Twitter before we came on. And everybody's like, "Oh, Devonte Adams is going to eat him for lunch." Well, no shit, he's going <laughs> to eat him for lunch. But that's everybody in the league, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Patrick Peterson, if the Packers would have signed him, my God, people would be losing their minds yeah. right now. We've yeah. got Patrick Peterson and Jair Alexander. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would lose it. 
that's still a very good player. Who cares what the number is? Mm-hmm. I think it was Ken Ingles. I don't remember who it was, but oh no, JJ Leahy, your guy JJ yeah. was JJ. saying that's not our problem. Yeah. Like, who cares what it costs? Yeah. You put the team on the field that you the best team you can, mm-hmm. and we're that's not my problem as a Packer fan. I just want to win games. Yeah. I don't care what they cost. Yeah. Really. I liked Patrick Peterson. I don't know if I liked him as much as Sherman, but I liked him. And I don't know why I like Sherman because I hated Sherman as a Seahawk. And I, I same here. I liked him as a 49er a little bit. I didn't hate him as a 49er, I should say. The other defensive backs, though, right now, guys, you got Xavier Woods out there. You got Casey Hayward. I mean, Casey Hayward is listed in Pro Football Focus as like the 88th, you know, cornerback. He's He's a good slot cornerback. You're shaking your head over there, Dale. I'm going to post that on YouTube right there. I'm going to send it to him. I'm going to say, Kate, I liked Casey when he was with us. Um, there's just not a whole lot to pick from that's out there, though. I, I'm not I'm not huge on it. What are you feeling? I am out on Casey Hayward. I mean, I think he, he's 32. Is he going to come on a short deal? Yeah, probably. I said it on our show. I would rather have Bashad Breeland back at a two, three million number than I would with a guy at seven or eight. I know we need to stop gap for a year or two. I do think we're going to pick a corner early this year, but you don't want a rookie corner out there. You just don't. So I wanted a veteran guy. I like Richard Sherman in a Packer uniform. I hated him too with the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. My God, I would never have thought that I wanted him as a Packer, but he, I think he wants to come here. I think he wants to win a ring. He's one of those guys who's, ready to win a ring and i think he wants to do it in green bay so i wonder if he wouldn't take Mm -hmm. the hometown discount not the hometown discount but a discount to win a ring that's the guy i want him or bashad breeland yeah yeah what do you think eric excuse me um well you know we talked before xavier Rhodes makes makes a a little bit of sense uh, in that uh, there's familiarity uh with jerry gray um yeah, he made him into the player that he was. What he has left in the tank, I don't know. Trufant from Detroit, if he's still out there, uh, is a is a capable. We need a solid, a solid think, corner guy. I think that's when Trufant just got released. Yes. He yeah. Did. By the Lions. Yeah. By the Lions, about two weeks ago. <laughs> and yeah, so he's he's one that I, I think would be a a, a fantastic addition. Uh, just a good player. You, you've got Jair Alexander. One of the things I found a little bit interesting in further looking into the uh, star position stuff and how, how he's likely to employ that. And one of the things I didn't realize was that the, the defense, the secondary, is playing zone. The star is locked on a man of the coordinator's choosing. But everyone else is playing zone, and that star guy is playing man. And that's just uh, that's something that seems to suit uh, Jair Alexander quite well. Mm-hmm. Um so if we're if we're solid, we we need, you know, we need a Kevin King back or or somebody of that caliber uh, that can play outside. Yeah, I, I I think Xavier Rhodes and that defense worked out well. I think he's probably a good gamble. He's still going to be looking at around that five six million dollar range, right? Is he the upside of a Kevin King replacement? Maybe, but I'm telling you, Sherman's stats. The swagger, when you look at him opposite Jair, you look at that combination of a rookie in there. I'll tell you guys, uh, that the idea of Newsom becoming a Packer, the way that the, just not the need, but the way that the Packers have been, you know, the conference going and seeing him, just looking at him, he's he looks like a good player, but he doesn't look like I'm ready to throw him into the championship game next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's just really thin. I don't know. Well, let me ask you guys this. Both. Um, we, we talked about Aaron Jones and, and the uh, the hometown discount. What if Kevin King came with a reasonable two-year deal or three-year deal? What would you think about keeping Kevin King? I'm in on that. 100%. Yeah, especially for, with what you said, Eric. If we got one guy playing man and the rest of the guys are playing zone, uh Kevin King is very attractive at $3 million a year. Mm -hmm. I think the corner market, for lack of a better term, 
isn't all that great for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that their prices are coming down. And I think Peter said it on our show, Kevin King may not get a lot of offers. Mm-hmm. And if he comes back at two, three million, I'm in. As much yeah. as I beat up on that guy all season long, I'm still in. Well, there's I so told- many other eight free agents that are rated above him right now that are out there that are still going to be in that price range, it looks like, that he's familiar with us. That's the advantage he has, I think. And he's totally capable, but. Well, and you know, 2019, number one, PFF's number one rated red zone cornerback in the NFL was Kevin King. Um, he had some ups and downs, including some really terrible play in the championship game. But I mean, uh, he's when he's available, which has also been a bit of an issue with him. Um, but when he's available, God, you know, I, there's a guy who knows. Well, I guess nobody knows our system, but he's one of our guys. If he came back with a with a Aaron Jones type number, I'd go a little bit longer than two or three million. Um, if you could keep him. You know, I don't want a one-year deal. If there's a one-year deal, I think we can do better. Hmm. But as far as a, a guy that wants to stay here and wants to structure something that's team-friendly, I'd be all years uh, when it comes to Kevin King. Eric, what did you think about Minnesota and Delvin Tomlinson? We talked about him ad nauseum. <clears throat> we did. And the, the one thing, again, that goes back to the mysteries that uh, we don't know, but what did, uh, what did Joe Barry think about him? I'd love to know what his evaluation is, how he uh, how he would have fit into our system, and if we would have made a, a run at him, if that's the kind of guy that he wants on this four-man line. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of an unknown. He's a monster. Mm-hmm. And like Dale said, he uh, his his money was not out of the uh, out of reach. Um, he was, I, thought, he was, I thought it was consistent for a huge run defender. But Eric... Yeah, to pay him that money on our defensive line, who else would we need to? Would we need to get rid of somebody? I, I don't know. I think he would have been a huge help for us, a huge help. I do too. And if you got rid of Lancaster and uh, who's the guy who's so good with uh, the unblocked rush? Uh, Lowry. Dean Lowry. Yeah, oh, if you got rid of he's so fa- <laughs> his burst. Dale, you know guys. his burst off the line. Uncovered. I wouldn't Dean call Lowry. it a burst, but yes, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> he but does dude, move his body off the line at some point, usually backwards. Dale, it's an act. It's an act me army thing, but you know, uh, unblocked, he's devastating. Absolutely <laughs> yes. devastating. He did have an amazing sack when no one touched him on the way to the quarterback <laughs> this year. Um, but I, you know, I guess I don't. I don't look at the money that he was paid as being something that was, you know, just not possible for us to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'd be curious as to what, what Barry thinks, how he wants, you know, what does he think of what we have, for one, in his system, and, and what's the kind of guy he wants to go after? Well, I know one guy that Barry was really familiar with, and that was Brockers. And you and I talked about him at 6'5", yep, and, and he just went to Detroit for a seventh-round pick. What what was his cap charge though this year? I think his well, I, I I don't have it. I don't want to misquote, but I, it was very low. It was very low. I guess I would have thought. I thought would have thought he had a pretty high number. It's um, it's something that I keep thinking. Man, these guys that we had set our heart on are not really coming to fruition. But the ones that are still out there. I'm so interested to see if we're going to do anything. What do we need? You know, you look at that guy like Kyle Van Noy. He just signed, you know, two years with the Patriots for $14 million. Those are the kind of deals that you're like, man, that, you know, with those kind of, those players are going to be out there. And the longer this goes, you know, the more desperate. I don't get the Michael Brockers thing. I mean, I don't know if the Packers even knew he was on the table because with his Joe Barry, you know, Mm -hmm. connection at 30 years old and you only had to give up a seventh round pick, which is basically giving up nothing at all on a low cap number. I wonder if he was even on the market per se, because yeah, at 30, that's a guy that he can outplay Dean Lowry, right? Mm -hmm. And if his number is low, you let Dean Lowry go, and you probably yeah. have a wash there. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, we're not talking the same caliber guy, but again, Reggie White was 34 when he arrived in Green Bay. Uh, right. 30 years old is not... Uh, no, it's not ancient. I'm just saying, like, no. he, is, he isn't yeah. 34. Right. He's not 24, right. but he has years left in the tank. And you basically, they got him for nothing, which is a little bit frustrating. And I don't understand why Dean Lowry is still on the roster. Like, they hold on to his $5 million to see if they can draft somebody that can replace him. Because at, at the salary he's getting paid, I'd rather have Tyler Lancaster. I mean, yeah. he's getting like one seventh the amount of money that Dean Lowry is getting. So why not keep Tyler Lancaster, who produces the same stats as they're they're the same guy. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. I, I don't know. Some Dean Lowry's got like naked pictures of somebody in the front <laughs> office. <or something. laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh it's hilarious. It's crazy because we, you know, Matravius is gone. He's he's a free agent. So we're literally down to Kiki, Lowry, and our boy Kenny. Yeah. What are we doing? Are we gonna play, you know, five linebackers? I mean, <laughs> what's the plan, Joe? Just just a couple, uh Wilmington Prevalon. Hey. Player. Delante uh, Scott. Player. Uh, and I suspect that they're going to fit quite well into Mr. Barry's plan. Mm. Uh, why is it that we out? Sorry, that's why guys. we drafted them a year before we hired Joe Barry. That's <laughs> what you call managemental insight. <laughs> managemental? Do you think of a word? I think he did. I've never heard of that word before. Very impressive. Manager. Well, we, we do our best here. We do our best. You do great. Brock, so I, I do enjoy 5. that the Packers always pick guys from the Big Ten, but it's Rutgers, Northwestern, <laughs> Maryland. Like we don't ever pick guys from Ohio State or well, we did pick Bunyan from yeah. Michigan, but you know what I'm saying? Like we just Prevalon played at Rutgers. And they they're basically a Mac team. So <laughs> I don't know. This is potentially the heat the year of Prevalon, some are calling it. I hope so. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, uh let's get into it, guys. The Chicago Bears are the greatest storyline <laughs> outside of the Green Bay Packers this offseason. It is so much fun. It really is. I mean, I cannot believe that Ryan Pace is still employed in the NFL. I am. I cannot believe that Matt Nagy is still employed in the NFL right now. I mean, it just the thing turned upside down. Both parts have done nothing to help that team, and I just see Ryan Pace. You know, the latest word, guys, was that Ryan Pace and Schneider from Seattle met in Fargo, North Dakota. Talk about the Russell Wilson deal <laughs> and what it could be, what they needed, what the exchange had to be to make it happen, and they came away with nothing. And they they offered two first-round picks, potentially three first-round picks. They threw in Mack and Hakeem, Nix, or Hakeem Hicks in that trade. And Seattle said no. So you wonder like the sanity level of both of those guys because Russell Wilson is what 33, 32, 33 years old. You get a bunch of first rounders, you get Khalil Mack. I mean, Khalil Mack's on the backside, but Akeem yeah. Nix or Hicks. I said Nix too. Yeah. Akeem Hicks is a good player too. Mm -hmm. Love to have what him. would Russell Wilson do? Now he'd be better than what they have, but mm -hmm. they still have a horrible offensive line. They have Allen Robinson, who doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. They don't have a ton of offensive weapons. They have Jimmy the Statue Graham, <laughs> who will all of a sudden be a player for once. <laughs> but I don't, yeah. What's the defense like, like without Hicks and Mack? True. Exactly. So now Russell Wilson's got to score 50 points on his own per game for the Bears yeah. to win? That's exactly. You know, so, so playing off of what Eric was saying, so you got a general manager that dumps a 
ton of trade capital to jump over teams so that he cannot draft Patrick Mahomes and not draft <laughs> Deshaun Watson in order to get Mitchell Trubisky. And now they just signed Andy Dalton because he doesn't want to coach Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky anymore. Are you kidding me? This is Chicago. I think in, in Brett Favre's run in Green Bay, it was 26 or 27 quarterbacks, and Aaron Rodgers is 17 or 18. I mean, th- that, that's that's like 45 quarterbacks since 1992. Um, uh, you gotta love yeah. the Bears. Yeah, I mean, gotta love them. Gotta love them. I, I they, don't. You know, I, I just want to make now too. I mean, they got Joan Baez played shortstop. Come on. <laughs> I just want every Bears fan out there to know sincerely from the Acme Army. We couldn't care less, and we are so happy. <laughs> you are eating this bowl of shit right now. Congratulations. Enjoy, enjoy it. Because I'll Dude, tell you what, Cuddy is, we Cuddy are is reveling in it, man. Cuddy is laughing his ass off. <laughs> Fucking brutal. Oh. It, it is. Uh, it's something to see that Andy Dalton's going to be the starting quarterback there, and we're going to have Jared Goff, and suddenly. You know, Kirk Cousins is is really looking like, you know, yeah. you know we talk about elevation in the, your status just by <laughs> Andy Dalton and Jared Goff. Not because you got better, but because the rest of the division got that much worse. <laughs> so much worse. Well, I mean, guys, we, I want to talk about Detroit quick because Kenny Galladay is still out there right now. He is the number one target. And here's what's just kind of peak the speculation from the earlier conversation about these wide receivers. He's meeting with the Giants, I believe, tomorrow, but Cincinnati Bengals threw out a one-year option for him. And the the number I had not heard, did you hear any number on that one year? I think, I, I think Cincinnati gives Kenny Galladay the number one spot to prove himself with a heck of a quarterback who can throw the ball all over. I'm a big fan of Joe Burrow. But the Lions still want to keep him. They still want to stay in there and see what he's going to get. The Giants are going to offer some money. I can effectively feel 99.9% he's gone out of our division. Which essentially, Eric, elevates Quintez Cephas to the number one receiver spot at Detroit Lions. My question to you is, is he an all-pro this year? Uh, no, <laughs> but he is a solid wide receiver who would be uh, maintaining a roster spot if he were a Green Bay Packer. Malik Taylor or Quintus Cephas, <laughs> no competition. Yeah. But just just throwing something in, and I, again, I go back to all the talk, even hints from Gudekunst and company about going after Will Fuller earlier this year mm-hmm. before the trade deadline. And I just, you know, I think about trying to be a defensive coordinator who's looking to try to stop Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, MVS, and Will Fuller. Will Fuller's going to slot himself in at number two right away because he's that good. But I'm just thinking about the combination mm-hmm. routes you can run with two, I would guys that. Can, uh, the two guys that can run like Valdez, Scantling, and Fuller. Mm-hmm. There isn't there isn't a backfield defensive mm-hmm. backfield in the NFL that can manage against Devontae Adams, MVS, and a Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. I just think that that's tremendous. You sprinkle in Alan Lazard, uh, and then the tight ends. Goodness gracious, our offense is, <clears throat> uh, is that that would be the uh, the over the top point for me, which I would say we wouldn't draft. Um, an offensive player in this draft if they did something like that. And it's doable with the restructure or the, uh, yeah, I guess you call it restructuring of Rogers deal. You get to that money in a real big hurry, but you're committing to Rogers for three years or at least three years. And I'm okay with that. Especially Will Fuller would probably be okay with that. <sighs> yeah. I, I, I think it's, it comes down to this whole roundabout conversation is trying to get at is what is it? What's that number going to be, Eric? Um, are some of these number one potential receivers going to 
a Galladay, a Juju Smith-Schuster. Take that one-year deal, prove it. And what a better place in Green Bay. Will Fuller, I love, I love what you just said about him. It kind of makes my mouth water a little bit, having him and MVS just blowing the tops off there. And then trying to keep Devontae Adams in front. <sighs> That's almost a, well, but then what you got? What, what what you also have though? I mean, what do you got coming out of the backfield? You know what? What's uh, Aaron Jones uh, and the big fella Dylan, and then you got Tanyan and Josiah Degara and Chase Sternberg mm-hmm. and Tommy Tremble. Once we draft him in the third round, yeah. Oh my lord! <laughs> um, I don't want to throw Antonio Brown's name out there, but players like um, T. Y. Hilton. You know, are are those the kind of players that anybody is excited about if we sign them under those one-year, two-year conditions? So if it's me, I really like Kenny Galladay. I'd rather have him than Juju Schuster-Smith mm. and uh, Will Fuller. That's mm. the guy. My, I really wanted to see Corey Davis in a Packer uniform, and the amount of money that he signed for in New mm-hmm. York is bananas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's a contract that he got paid over what I thought he was worth. But at this, I would have liked him. I don't, you know, a one-year deal for T.Y. Hilton at his age. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they want to sign a one-year deal, they do it with the Packers. They don't do it with the Jets or the Bengals or the, you know what I mean? You do it with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers pumps up your stats and makes you look better than you actually are. For sure. And at this point, if it's not Kenny Galladay, I don't want any of them. I'd rather they went out and drafted a guy so he's on the cheap for a couple years, you know, extend Devontae Adams, you know, see what you can do with Lazard long term because, you know, he's a decent three. And you can draft a MVS anywhere. Yeah. A guy that can run in a straight line, I think you can draft that guy anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, those are fighting words for me. I love MVS, but um, yeah, ba- back to <laughs> but back yeah, to I'm like no, back to, but back to Kenny's elbow catcher. Everything <laughs> with his elbows. He's getting better. He's been using his hands, Dale. I dare Last you. eight games, all hand catches away. From he did I, catch hey, a couple balls with his hands. I just gotta I gotta say this. Just I'm with you 100 percent on Kenny Galladay. I I think he is the if you had a Devontae Kenny Galladay tandem, that is the best one to punch in the NFL because I think he delivers speed, power, everything else. Juju Smith Schuster has an attitude I don't want on our team. I don't want that. Uh, he, he's got a little bit of the diva ish. <clears throat> I love that when younger oh. players come into our team, they look at Devontae Adams. They say, I got to work as hard as that guy. You, you get those guys in there that start fluttering around like Juju. It's it's a little crazy. And the problem with Will Fuller for me, you, you're talking about a guy who's got games off now, guys, because of the suspension. Is it two games or four games? I believe it's two. Just games, one. Right? He's got. He misses the one first game, game of next. Okay. First game of next season. Well, shame on him. But the next time, what happens? Fair. Fair. Okay. Here, number just, no, just, number two. Well, number two. The money that we were that you're looking to spend on him for a guy who has not completed a full season, who has an injury pass like he has. There's my question mark for him. You know, that that's the only thing I, I love Will Fuller's potential. What you described, Eric, is fantastic. I I hundred well, percent agree. Just, just let me let me say it this way. Uh and then the way I was looking at the question. Uh, Kenny Galladay is going to cost he's 1.75 will fuller contract wise there, there's there's no chance kenny galladay is a superstar will fuller's not will fuller's a potential who could benefit being a number two okay okay, okay so hands. hold on hold on to your thought but listen to this if kenny galladay's options are a one-year deal from cincinnati or going to the giants and playing in that shit show or taking this opportunity to have an Aaron Rodgers one year, whatever, two years, when that contract, he's a young young enough guy, man, he can still cash in. Yeah. You can also win a Super Bowl in that time. 
that would take extraordinary Aaron Jones like <laughs> loyalty to a franchise. However, just let mm-hmm. me say this that for the last four years, he stood on the sidelines. And even though we did have our troubles with Detroit, uh, more than normal in the last four years he's seen what aaron Rodgers can do he knows firsthand and so if there is a scenario where he would look at taking a one or two year deal that was cap friendly uh it would make sense that he did it with green bay and, and i'll tell you you're absolutely right can you imagine throwing kenny gallaty he's a different dimension than fuller mm-hmm. fuller just seems to work with our system but gallaty is just a monster mm-hmm. gallaty can do anything yeah why does Detroit sign? That. Sorry. Why does Detroit sign Tyrell Williams to a big one-year contract and just watch Kenny Galladay walk out the door? Those two things don't compete. They don't go together. I just don't get it at all. Yeah. No. Who knows what's happening in Detroit? Are they the second coming of the Bears right now uh, with Dan Campbell? We'll see what happens there. But... <laughs> Can they bring I, Matt Millen back as the GM? Because then, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Well, I'm a little shocked that Samuel went to the Washington football team for, you know, $35 million. That's what that's what it turned out to be. I'm shocked at that, but happy for him. We weren't going to get into that game. Were you guys into that game? I loved him, but that's a that's a big contract as well. So here we go. We we wait for the trickle down effect here, and I still think there's we're just a couple players away, guys. And they're not they don't have to be huge players to get us over that hump. It's scary how thin we are, though, at defensive line, like you talked about before. Like that doesn't seem to be a place in the draft that you can fill a hole right now. So now you're just filling those holes with. The same level guy you already had, Montravius Adams of the world, like the Dean Lowry's, the Tyler mm-hmm. Lancaster's. Like, there's no one else out there. And unless you, you know, hit lightning in a bottle in the third, fourth round, those guys yeah. aren't, they don't exist. Yeah, which you can. There's still going to be those June 1st cuts. There's still going to be those cuts that are coming out. It's such an odd year, man. This, it's been crazy how many people have signed and been released and and everything that's happening for the amounts of money. I I, I've seen amounts of money guys that I'm blown away by for the cap strapped year. You're going, how is Joe Thune? How does Joe Thune make that much money? You know, not to mention, we haven't even talked about Corey Lindsley. I mean, congratulations to him. That's a heck of a contract. That it is. And he deserves it. And he'll be missed a lot. Mm-hmm. And so how do we replace him? Not only do we got defensive line to worry about in the draft. So many ways, so many ways that we can replace him. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Elton Jenkins. There's there's, there's no drop-off there. That kid's amazing. I think, I think he's going to wind up a tackle. I just have a sneaking suspicion. Me too. But I think you're both Patrick. crazy. I think you're both crazy that Ellen Jenkins is going to be a tackle on the record. Momentarily, I think he will be until they settle things out, depending on when Bakhtiari. Okay. That's what yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's going to be Jenkins out on the end, Runyon. I think Patrick is the answer at center for right I now. I think so, too. I agree. What do you think was- about Hanson, Dale? you look at Hanson at all? I don't think he's a part of the plan. I think that they looked at him and they saw what they had, and I don't think he's a part of the future of the Packers. I think they will draft another guy late like they did if they don't try to put Stefaniak at center. I wonder if they won't give him a chance to play center. Hmm. He's a hard boy. He's a beast. Love that kid. He's a beast. I, I, yeah, again, I, I have no feel either way on Hanson because, you know, we had no preseason. We don't know anything about him. I just think, you know, four-year Pac-10 starters got to have, you know, a dark horse at least. Uh, you know, it's Patrick or, or Jenkins or that kid, you think, or, or somebody that we draft. Or what, what about someone like Runyon? You know, like, can Runyon play center? Why not? Hmm. Talented, he strong. college. Hmm. Well, he played pretty good guard for us last year. Yeah. He That's as inside as you get. Played tight end in high school. Smart guy. 
Franza knows him. I'll I tell talk you about Lane Taylor coming back as well. <clears throat> no, remember, we forget that Lane Taylor was the starting right guard game week, you know, week one. And it was an injury that took him out, but he earned it. Um, and there's all kinds of, you know, he's got no place else to go. Might be very interesting to bring him back to and pump up the depth on the inside. Mm-hmm. Not only depth, I'm all in on Lane Taylor being the starting right guard next year mm-hmm. if they can find the money for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Gonna well, I don't think he's going to cost a lot either. I mean, he's no. going to be a coming million, off an injury, a couple million dollars. His, I think his cap was what yep. was it, six five? I don't know, like I a two year deal though. It wasn't. I mean, it yeah. wasn't. Uh, yeah, wasn't bad. I'd love to see him back. I'll tell you one thing that I, I just want all you guys to consider before you start talking all this bullshit about Elton Jenkins going out to tackle is that we got Yosh Nyman, who is. <laughs> on the Green Bay Packers roster, and he is going to light it up this year, man. Mark my words. And Dale, I got to tell you, I've been on the, the lead guy with my buddy Eric on the Yash Nyman. Um, this guy is six foot six, six foot seven. There's not an ounce of fat on him. He is mean and nasty. Uh, suited up 16 times last year. Didn't play. But he very well could be in the mix at, at right tackle to start. I, I, I want to see him at right tackle. I, would, I can't wait till pre- Dale. Everybody hates preseason. This is the most excited I've been about a preseason in my entire yeah, no life. Kidding. I have never in my life been more excited about camps. I can't wait to see videos, all that shit. I'm fired up about. Yeah. <sighs> all right, guys. You know the beers have uh, taken effect because yes, they have. Suddenly, Sailor Kleinschmidt's come out. Uh, a couple more cuss words than I anticipated. Dale, we're gonna have to drop a couple nickels into your uh, yeah, the cuss jar. <laughs> cuss jar, man. Oh man. Well, hey, Dale, I appreciate you joining us tonight for a little chat on the Green Bay Packers and all the madness that's going around in the NFL. I think we're still in the running for a couple of surprises out there. I think it's going to be a fun, uh, a fun couple more days, and just an exciting off season. But Dale, before we head out, uh, do you have any final things? Anything else we need to uh, touch on before we head it out? No, not really. I mean, I think that we touched on a lot of guys. There are guys out there that I'm just stunned at the money mm-hmm. that they've signed for. Yeah, I, I don't get it with the cap. Like you said, the cap going down as far as it has, and guys signing for stupid money. I'm kind of happy that our Green Bay Packers have kind of held back. I yeah. think long term, we're mm-hmm. winning this game. Yeah, it's the long play, mm-hmm. not the short play. Yeah, one hundred percent. Very well said. Fuck yeah, Eric. What do you got? Uh, final thoughts? Anything else we wanted to touch on before we head out? Well, what are we six weeks away from the draft, mm. and then eight weeks away from diving into DVOA? I can't wait. Natalia, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need JJ. We're gonna need anybody else who's got a brain on them to jump on yeah, that podcast. Definitely. We need JJ. We need JJ. <laughs> we need Peter. We need everybody else. And uh, hey, man, I miss Peter. We uh, we really recorded late tonight. What is it? Uh, Ten fifteen Eastern. It would have been Galdarn morning over there for Peter to join us. Three a.m. Uh, I think for him. Man, oh man. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get together the four of us again because man, that was a hoot. But. Uh, Dale, before we head out, let everybody know where they can reach you on socials. Yeah, you can hit us up on Twitter at AVGCheese. Uh, you can email us, AVGCheese at gmail.com. And I say it on our podcast. We are on Facebook, but I don't really get Facebook. If you find <laughs> us on Facebook, let me know where we are <laughs> so that I can also find us on Facebook. Um, I appreciate you having us on. We. This is great. I just, uh, I'm such a big fan of you and uh, and your podcast. And, uh, you know, we share a common friend, but uh, those podcasts are just fun to listen to. I'm glad Todd's back in the action and uh, he's in full swing. So good to hear his voice. Can't wait to meet him one day. But appreciate everybody listening to us out there on Anchor and Spotify and iTunes, Google Podcasts, and check us out on YouTube. And make sure you go out and give us that five-star rating on iTunes. Give us a subscribe on youtube and make sure you share along with a friend we are having a blast doing this off season and eric with that take us out bud hey everybody just caution not to uh not to put the horse ahead of the cart and not to be disappointed but any one of these next 14 days 
could be Christmas morning. Is that on the D line, a cornerback, wide receiver? Who knows? I got a feeling we got one big move coming. Don't know what it's going to be. Mm. I suspect it will be one of those three. However, anyways, have a wonderful week. Have a great weekend. And go back, go. Go back, go. Go back, go.